and welcome to Darker Days, Darkling number 18. Pretty sure that's the right number, but I haven't checked. Uh, for tonight's episode, uh, Chris, what are we going to be talking about? Um, we're going to be talking about something that is related to our normal topics of choice, which is uh, all World of Darkness games, but instead we're going to look at something which I think players will appreciate and maybe learn something from um, and enjoy, and it's in the same kind of vein as those games, and it's Unhallowed Metropolis Revised Edition. Um, So we basically, um, I kind of follow on Twitter and on Facebook one of the uh, writers for Unhallowed Metropolis, who uh, uh, Simon uh, Berman, who also works for um, Privateer Press on the War Machine and various other war games that they do. And so he threw me the revised PDF so we could um, have a read through and obviously review it for the people of uh, the listeners of Darker Dates. Yeah. And that's what we're going to talk through, really, and see really what they've implemented in this game. Um, there's, there's a lot you can also take back from playing that game and using World of Darkness games and, you know, really for storytelling in general. Yep, and this is the perfect weekend to be talking about that, the weekend of the Grand Masquerade, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, considering there's so much going on uh, with that, then um, we've got to wait for all the information from that to sink in, and obviously so we have time to uh, drag Mark back from hell so we can talk about <laughs> it, um, which there is some interesting news, but we're going to leave that until we've had time to uh, have really mull it over. Mm-hmm. So, um, where to begin? Um, obviously, I've had a good read through the revised. I've actually, I actually own the uh, first edition hard copy, so I can also make some comparisons between the uh, two. Uh, Mike, you've had a bit of a read through then as well? Yes, I've read the setting chapter, chapter one, and then also the antagonist chapter, which is uh, chapter five. And I did kind of look through the different occupations a little bit, so I'm aware of what's going on there. Okay, cool. Um, so I guess we really need to do a, a really kind of shotgun kind of overview of the uh, of the game. Uh, we can say a few more things that I didn't include in my uh, written kind of uh, review of it. But um, whew, what do I say quickly? Um, Unhallowed Metropolis is a alternate fu- uh, future post-apocalyptic dystopian. Uh, neo-Victorian, creepographic, bloody splatterpunk zombie horror game with gas mask, uh, corset-wearing chic. Um, That pretty much sums up the game in a nutshell, but there is a lot more to it. Um, Where do we begin with what what there is more to it? Um, Basically, history in Unhome Metropolis uh, diverges from our own uh, around about the just after um, the turn of the century, the end of the 19th century, and so before World War I even happens. And the main event that shakes the entire world is the, uh, the, the dead coming back out of their graves, shambling about and killing people. And 
the main problem with this is not that that the uh, there's zombies going about killing people at possibly the worst possible time in history when there is lots of uh, pollution and hygiene is an issue and there's very cramped conditions and you also have the issues to do with upper class versus lower class society um, you also have the fact that this this plague which causes zombies to rise up and and eat brains um, is not a a normal plague it's it's passed by bites but they find that even those people who die who are never bitten by zombies or anything to do with that, also come back from the dead. And this then leads to a setting where the dead have to be destroyed upon sight, uh, and that's generally through incineration. But before the main, there's about, uh, they discuss maybe about 100 years worth of setting where everything happens, the world crumbles apart, and there's this slow regrowth of society and the fortifications of cities into these, well, what can be basically described as megacities that are constantly blanketed with uh, soot and ash and smog from the continuing burning uh, of bodies. Um, obviously, I go more in the written review, but um, that really, that's, that's a, a good overview. Um, so, Mike, uh, what other things did you pick out that seemed quite cool about the setting? Uh, cool about the setting. I liked the uh, the kind of wasteland effect that was going on, uh, mm. where pretty much all the wilds are now tainted, and they're no longer good for like uh, farming or growing crops. Uh, there's a lot of the ghoul tribes, which are uh, yes. wandering around in the uh, the Northlands. Cause it, it's basically centered in London. Um, yeah. It gives you some information on other areas, but... Yeah, they, really they, they give some nice discussion about different European how different areas in Europe um, react to the uh, this this great plague um, and also other places in the world like you only have to read upon like I would hate to see games set in say Africa with the say um, a group of, of settlers that have somehow survived in those uh, colonies there mm-hmm. at the time but um the thing they do um, they do get in they are planning I've had word um, expansions uh, which focus on uh, Europe on some of the other empires of Europe from that time period that obviously go through the same kind of neo-Victorian changes. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, the, the wasteland effect's quite horrific. But yeah, the ma- majority of the game is based in Unhallowed Metropolis, and they have um, in in sorry in London, and they they have expanded that since first edition. All the uh, descriptions of other areas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's also some interesting. I don't want to call it science. We'll call it pseudoscience. Uh, mm. Like how they feed everyone in the city of London with that. Uh, <laughs> I think it's called SCOP. The, uh, basically the bacteria you use in a uh, water treatment process. Yeah. And uh, apparently it's really gross, but uh, it's all they've got. Um, the other interesting thing, actually going back to the wasteland effect, is that the wasteland is expanding. Mm. Yeah. Even though like uh, the people are able to take back land and territory. Um they're really being constricted and limited by that, uh, which which causes there to be lots of these isolated cities without anything in between them, uh, which mm. makes travel extremely dangerous. But on the note of travel, they do go into a, a description how um, there's this period of time within the uh, within the setting which is known for each region. They have their own period of what they call the reclamation, where they they 
go back into into the cities because the cities are such uh, well nightmarish places to take back after the the first zombie outbreak, and they, so they slowly reclaim them. They do a kind of a well, they basically just have to clear the area out of zombies and fortify it and and keep doing that. But to connect the cities, they uh, especially in the, the the UK, the Great Britain kind of part of the setting, they they have these they make use of the railways. And it even describes how the railways actually, uh, because they become these fortified steam engines that are going up and down the country, they actually act as a way of controlling, uh, as partially controlling the zombie population because mm-hmm. the zombies congregate around these hoping for a cheap meal and then suddenly a train rushes by and squishes however many hundreds of zombies, which is uh, a ridiculous kind of scene to think of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, of course they- there are many... I was going to say there are many cities that are, un, are, are not even reclaimed yet, which are known as necropolises. So, yeah, I like the fact that they they hose down the trains as they come into a station to get rid <laughs> yeah. of the smell. Yeah, that's a good one. There is um, there is some humor in here as well, which is pretty cool. Uh, I definitely enjoyed mm. that as I was going through like the uh, the history. There's some nods to uh, <clears throat> like science fiction movies, like uh, with this with a the scop they allude to Soylent Green. Uh, for example, yeah, and that kind of stuff. So that's pretty fun. Uh, my only, I don't really want to call it a criticism because I think they did a good job with the history in this case. But you find a lot in like gaming books, they go through with these like huge story arcs, and they go in with little, uh, very pre- precise minute and detail, mm. and they they describe like uh, each year as history goes on, which. A lot of the times, it's really just gaming drivel or, or writer drivel. Um, yeah, I think they did a good job though with this because it gives you a bunch of different like, like solid time periods to go into, and you can explore those if you wish. Um, yeah. I, for example, I think the the initial period with uh, when the outbreak of zombies first occurs would be really cool to play in, um, and even the reclamation just after that seems very interesting. Yeah, you you definitely have different uh, way, ways you can play it, and um, by taking those kind of like uh, flashpoints in in the setting. Um, I mean, it, it's um, no, anyway, it's it's a it's quite a, as, as you said, it's a it's a detailed uh, history they've given for it, and it'll be interesting to see to what level they uh, detail the histories of um, of other locations around the world so how they what sort of treatment they give the uh the u.s or they give prussia or france i mean france is one thing i've already picked out in in the setting which seems to have a more of a um has definitely a more of a mystical feeling to it with what they talk about the uh the the renewal uh the kind of the the reinstatement of the court of the sun king and how he's this obviously you only have to read between the lines and there's this obvious vampiric lord who commands all of France. So um, that's, that's great. Um, have you looked through much of the rules? Um, the rules are fairly, I would say, fairly friendly. Uh, no, I haven't. Not really. Um, well, in a nutshell, uh, if you want to do anything in the game, you roll, uh, you roll, you roll a D, uh, 2d10, add your stats, does it beat a difficulty, and there you go, that's it. So it's um, it's very... The, 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 the bulk of the rules is very light. Uh, combat, I would say, is a bit more involved. 
maybe somewhere between, say, New World of Darkness set, uh, system and, say, Exalted in the level of complications in there because you, your characters can have so many, um, as you said, you mentioned occupations. They have so many kind of like feats and features that you can get, which are kind of like specialist skills, especially if you're, you've got a combat heavy character. There are many of these um, they can pick up, and especially for different types of weapons. Um, and so it can become quite involved uh, in that sense. Um, the rundown of the things you can play in the game. Uh, you've got things that, as I said, the game, the game you can play at different points of history. You can also play the game in different ways, which we'll get into. So you can play a, the the basic occupations are a, a doctor, a detective, uh, a a mourner, which is this uh, guild of um, basically a guild of uh, zombie killers who are employed by the aristocracy to watch over the dead so the majority of the dead go to crematoriums but the aristocracy see themselves above that so they bury their dead but they get mourners to, who they pay to solemnly sit there for days upon end silently watching to see if their dead grandfather wakes up and if he does they decapitate him in a clean and in a civilized manner um and so they're like basically ninja, ninja gothic Lolita. That's the only way you can <laughs> kind of describe them. Um, you've got uh, undertakers who are kind of like bounty hunters to take out zombies and other creatures that are within the setting, which we'll discuss in a bit. Um, you've got Death Watch soldiers who are the uh, elite soldiers who go about killing zombies. Um, you've got um, you've got criminals. Uh, which is it just says exactly what it is, and you've got uh, vampires. So the setting does include uh, the character concept of half vampires. So either you've you've basically been bitten by a vampire, but you've not died, so you become a full vampire. You've somehow survived your encounter with them. Hmm. Um, and combat is really mean. I've seen playing through the first edition; it's quite horrific, um, and. The book contains a whole list of critical injuries you can have happen to your characters, so it's kind of colourful in what can happen to you. Oh, very nice. Um, ooh, what else is there for the game? Um, well, as well as combat being colourful, there is a ridiculous plethora of uh, of um, of weapons, uh, ranging from the rather simple things of like uh, rifles with scythes on the end of them for cutting down zombies, obviously, to uh, Tesla cannons and uh, electro mag guns, which uh, are carried around by hand because they the setting contains uh, Tesla coils, so it's got the idea of um, free energy, and so your gun is being constantly charged from Tesla coils around the city, mm -hmm. which is. And they use these on outside of the perimeter walls of the cities to take out the zombie hordes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot in the book in that way. Um, of course, the main thing in the book is the monsters and the zombies themselves. So you said you had a look, you've, um, you've had a look at the antagonist section as well? Oh, yep. Yep, definitely. And so what was your view of um, what they've presented there? Well... It goes into a lot of detail, and I've been really impressed by it. Uh, there's a lot of information. It gives you um, kind of like, if you remember the old, like, AD&D 2nd Edition, like, uh, Monster Manual, which gives you, like, 
all the uh like what the monsters eat and all that kind of stuff and goes through uh their habitat it's got that kind of like detailed information but but even more it goes on for pages and pages about each antagonist type uh and there's mm. more than just zombies as you can see there's uh vampires which you mentioned there's um oh geez i can't remember the name of them right now the, um, the things they you... make the super soldiers yeah, they, so you've got, you've got um, you've got so you, as you said, you've got zombies, and they give different versions of zombies depending upon how fresh the corpse is, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said you've got vampires, which again are broken into more feral vampires and more uh, sentient kind of the classic you know vampires that we know from Vampire, who kind of are more uh, kind of have an aristocracy behind them. Um, you mentioned the super soldiers, so those are known as thropes. So they're the right. classic. They're essentially werewolves or Dot Jekyll, Mister Hyde kind of thing going on. Um, what other ones were there? Ooh, they've got something that's the equivalent of Prometheans. Uh, so the classic, you know, made from various body parts. Uh, they've got something that's more like um, a perfected human, superhuman that's just grown from scratch. Mm-hmm. Um, that I believe that one's known as uh, the Anathema or Mercurial Man. Yeah, those are uh, weird. Yeah, uh, they, they go a bit insane, really. Yeah, yeah, and they have the devilish face, correct? Mm. Yep. Um, and again, with most of these antagonists, there's about there's multiple different ways you can put them together and things that can go wrong with them. And uh, there's also um, what else is there? Uh, they they go into they they suggest um different secret societies so there's something uh which operate in the background because obviously there's this very victorian um view on how you should use science and 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 how you should and shouldn't uh mess with the dead um so there's quite a lot of the aristocracy want to live forever but th- that's considered a bad thing so mm-hmm. Um, it goes a lot into uh, the technology and sci- and pseudoscience behind that. Um, what's not in the book, I think it's important to, to say, uh, that's not in the book, is any rules for ghosts or, or that kind of thing. And there's a good reason for that. Um, the first edition had uh, only had one supplement book for it done, which was uh, Unhallowed Necropolis that covered ghosts and seers and mediums. So that will be having a revised edition very soon, I'm led to believe, within literally by early next year at least. And um, so that will add more bad guys into it. Um, yeah. So I think we covered most of the uh the the types of antagonists in there i think that's the important thing is it's not just about zombies and you can easily go down a very a very limited way of playing the game if you would see it that way if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah i got you so um Obviously, zombies are a major feature of the game, so there's always this fear that another zombie outbreak could occur in the city and you'll be caught up in that and and there'll be a a lockdown of that area of the city and the Death Watch soldiers will come in and basically annihilate anything that moves. And once they're sure the place is cleared up, they'll come back in. Um, 
but I think more important than killing zombies when that type of thing happens and killing them as they occur when they just seem to come back from the dead when you weren't when you're least expecting as your characters are doing whatever they're doing. Um, I think one of the main features of Unhallowed Metropolis is that very um, that ever-present fear that there could be at any point an outbreak where you are. So you could be wandering down the street and there could be a body of someone that died of exposure under that pile of, of rubbish and they could come back from the dead. Or you could suddenly hear the alarm, the alarm sound for a lockdown, and that kind of really plays into the atmosphere of the game. But as I said, that's part of the atmosphere. Even though the game, the story that you're wanting to play out isn't about killing zombies all the time, it could be something, uh, something more, something deeper than that. Um, so the game also gives a, a brief description of, uh, of like uh, neo-Victorian society and. Uh, the importance of uh, how the upper classes interact with the lower classes and scandals and how scandals are, are an important thing to introduce into the game. Um, you got anything more to say on that one, Mike? Or, uh, I mean, what ways have you seen how you would kind of, what type of games you would like to play with it? Well, actually, um, funny you should mention that. When I was looking through the antagonist section, reading about the vampires, and mm. uh, it kind of hinted towards this in the uh, in the setting section. Um, the rules in this game are perfect for running something like um, Anno Dracula by Kim Newman, which is a uh, fairly well known author over in uh, over in the UK. It's, it's pretty hard to find his books in the US, though, um, and it really uh, the rules play to that very well. I noticed a lot of uh, similarities right there. Um, so, okay. so I would probably actually adapt the rules to run that because that's a really cool setting. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that story. Um, I'm, I'm not, but I'll, uh, I'll chase that one up. Yeah. Uh, basically, Dracula becomes the, um, the the prince. He marries uh, Queen Victoria, and pretty okay. much comes into power. Then it's this sort of sequel to Dracula, but uh, things didn't go so well for the uh, the heroes of the original story. Yeah, so that could be cool. Um. I, it's interesting that you bring up that zombies are this this ever present uh, thing, uh, yeah. This aspect to the atmosphere, but I, I think something to warn people about is to not really use them too much unless it really enhances the story. Don't have like zombie random encounters and uh, oh and that no sort of thing. yeah, um, because I don't think the rules are really set up too much for combat. Um, it, it's supposed to be a bit more of a freeform game, I'd say, uh, with a lot more of the uh, social wheel and dealing. It's really about um, just how far society can break down. Uh, so that's oh, kind yes. of a story that you want to focus on. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's. It, it's good you say that because uh, I mean, many of the antagonists that I think it's kind of trying to get at should be are not the. It's not the the obvious, and yeah, it's not about random encounters with another zombie or a random encounter with uh, ghouls who are who live in the um, sewers and undercity. Um, it also, as you say, it took, it, the main focus is about the breakdown of society and how corrupt it can be. So um, there's a section in the book that talks about uh, the new killers and murderers of the time because you, when you you have society in this locked down city with this ever-present horde of flesh-eating monsters outside and an ever 
increasing gap between high society and low society, um, people go crazy and will do things. Um, and often the most crazy thing to face is a human who's gone mad, not the obvious monsters. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's better to kind of like focus on, on more social aspects of the game and, and how they're being corrupted. And of course, one of the main features of the rules is the idea of corruption. It's this rule system where if you want to get a di uh, if you want to reroll your dice or to get, or a, um, or a kind of a get out of jail free card. So if your character's dead, but you don't want him to die. The system is set up that you 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 can dodge bullet you can dodge those bullets to your character if you are willing for your character to become more corrupt and in turn you know the more corrupt they become the more times you can reroll dice but at the cost of their own sanity and their own physical uh, 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 mutation so the game the game is basically going go on you know you know you want to shoot that guy you know you want to take him out and and have this over with with him. But if you want to, if you're going to hit him, you're going to have to re-roll that dice, and you all have re-rolls. And the only way you can get another re-roll is become more corrupt. So, you know, as a as a storyteller, as I've, I, I've as I have been for the game, I have watched players go, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll have that extra dice roll. I'll have that, please. And that's hilarious. It's just. It's it's amazing how how far down that road players will push their characters, and that's kind of half the fun. Your characters, your characters are gonna, you know, it's fun to see them become corrupt and how far you go down that route. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, another very interesting thing about this setting and like how you could run the game is if you do want to have more combat, definitely focus mm. on the de the Death Watch and kind of the military because yes. when society broke down, it was just before World War One. So that's the kind yeah. of like hierarchy and and uh, I don't want to say technology, but kind of the tactics that they have. Um, in fact, when they're fighting these zombies, it's almost like trench warfare, except instead of being in trenches, they're behind a barricade or a wall. Yeah. And they, they expand these walls out as they're like retaking a city. Um, so you can really play that up and have it uh, used as kind of a foil to World War One itself um, mm. with these, these unending hordes charging at you uh, and really just being stranded in this one place. That would be yeah. It it would be you could play a really horrific level of gameplay with that and type of stories you could play because again you could you can really contrast with a game like that say the 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 visceral kind of uh, splatterpunk gore you could have with that type of game, but then you could have you know their their uh, you could almost play like their when they they're taking back behind the lines for at least a little bit of R and R and to, to gain their sanity back and deal with the the repercussions of this ever constant grind of zombies that they're facing and and how that is slowly shattering the uh, fragile uh, psychology of these cre of the uh, soldiers. Mm -hmm. Yep. I mean that's something I've actually um, I've picked up with. Uh, Another game, um, which I think is maybe deserving of a, of, of a, of a review, is again uh, a game called uh, Cthulhu Tech, where again you can play mech pilot. You're playing these mech pilots, and though the game is not very fast playing, it, it's I think with where you've got an opportunity to uh, to role play and and play out these really kind of epic clashes and you know this level of ultra violence. That maybe the most interesting thing is not always 
playing the ultraviolence, but by looking at the repercussions of that upon your character's psychology and how they interact with people and how as they as they do more and more missions they're actually becoming more and more of a monster relative to the society they're trying to protect yep indeed indeed um so is there anything more i can say um not much more really other than uh comparisons for book for book for book comparisons i'll say um there is a a large improvement between the two um the new version has a nice cons- uh, a well laid out uh index and uh and kind of pointers to rules the rules themselves um and the book overall has a better layout and is is more readable so you know how you can get a bit of a soup con going on with some books these days where they go, oh, that looks like a nice background to our text, and you can't read it. Um, mm. They've kind of fixed that with this edition, and it, so it's a, it's a vast improvement in that respect. Um, and they also include a wonderful map of uh, of this future, this alternate future London, um, which is really useful because it has things marked upon it, like where crematoriums are and... Uh, and Tesla towers, and where each of the defensive walls are, um, and they have a, obviously a way, uh, uh, you know, a glossary of the terms and some uh, uh, a really quite extensive bibliography, really, um, of various books on the on Victorian society and death. So um, all in all, I think revi- the revised edition is a is a is a great improvement on the game and I'm just kind of now eagerly looking forward to the next slew of um, of expansions that they I think they've been planning since 2007 because that's I think that's when the first edition came out so yeah great great um, so what can we say for World of Darkness players what can they learn from this um, I would say and the 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 main thing is kind of like the gameplay element and how I think the again as as we said the idea of like zombies being this kind of ever present background and how it's a threat but you don't present the threat all the time it's more of the idea of this this threat that could could occur um, and I think that's maybe quite useful for people that are playing say something more like Water Darkness Mirrors and doing say a post apocalyptic setting for that. Um, so whether it's post-apocalyptic with zombies or post-apocalyptic where there's aliens and you're playing the resistance of some form um, and maybe it's a, it's useful for um, I don't know, maybe maybe it's useful if you want to have a little bit of a light-hearted attitude towards Victorian society, I don't know um, but it's definitely good fun and I think uh, people who like Water Dance games will pick it up and be able to churn through it. I think it's also a great introductory game and something you can play a bit more, um, a bit more, uh, how I'd say, um, a bit more relaxed. So you can you can pick it up and play play a story through, and you know then go back to your normal chronicle, and then, and then you can play another episode. It's kind of fast and fun in that sense. Or you can play full blown chronicles with Unheim Metropolis. Um, any last words from you, Mike, on what your overall view or other things you would do with it? Yeah, if you're looking for an alternate uh, like setting for Promethean, this yes. is great. 
absolutely um especially because it already has the wasteland effects in there so you could mm. have them expand on that uh, the prometheans the created or you could just remove that aspect of them and uh just just work with the uh, the horror because uh one thing i was actually thinking about is what if the zombies don't attack the prometheans and they're like obviously rather rather tough beings so they're one of the best uh they can definitely save humans and save humanity, but they're ultimately just rejected. And uh, they themselves really aren't that evil um, in some instances, I should say. Mm. Um, so it just that brings be- some, some interesting uh, and alternative uh, ideas and themes to Promethean Created. Oh, yeah, yeah. That would, I mean, that, again, that fits with the, the idea that it, it, it could be, uh, you could use Unhallowed Metropolis as a great kind of setting resource for, um, for mirrors, and however you apply that to any of the um, Wars of Darkness games, really. Um, I mean, again, if you wanted to go down that route, uh, you could. You almost possibly into the into like if you looked at say Mage Chronicles Guide, which we're going to be doing a review on anyway. Um, that has a bit on um, where you mess about with Mage. Uh, and how its rules work, and you kind of go with uh, the idea of like enlightened science. So mages are just doing super science but that kind of fits with the idea of the themes presented in unhallowed metropolis where you know you're you're working towards this uh new cutting edge of science to kill the zombies out there and to save society but of course people can also use science for completely nefarious reasons um but um yeah i like the promethean idea that really fits that that's a really good fit there um I would say one of my one of the funniest rules I've seen in Unhallowed Metropolis are wonderful, wonderful things. So it has a, a kind of like a merits and flaws thing, like from Old Order Darkness, mm-hmm. and um, so you, you can kind of see where this game kind of grows from, what kind of uh, inspiration it's taken in its creation. Um, and one of my favourite merits is uh, and, and flaw is taste bad and taste good. So if you taste bad, zombies seem to ignore you and go for everyone else. Or if you taste good, zombies pick you out and go for you. Um, nice. And that, again, that highlights just the um, the tongue-in-cheek uh, element to the game. Uh, you know, it, it completely admits that it's a bit ridiculous and stupid in places, but that's half the fun. Um, and of course, the one word we've not used in any of this re- review is anything to do with steampunk. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You uh, you kind of uh, berated me before for saying it was steampunk, which which it well, isn't, but it's got that. It's almost got that feel. It's Victoriana, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's not. But because it's got you know, Tesla technology and uh, so forth, it's it's not really steampunk. And steampunk's become far too much of a of a nebulous term to describe anything that has a top hat and some some form of technology Hmm, indeed all right Right. very good so um uh darker days radio uh definitely is looking for more darkling podcasts coming this fall i know we're all very busy right now Mm -hmm. um chris you're gonna be uh going off to germany i'm uh, pretty busy with school so um Definitely, if someone wants to contribute something, uh, shoot us an email uh, with a, with like an MP3 of your submission over to uh, darkerdaysradio at gmail.com. And it's also a great place to uh, send us any, any uh, feedback or suggestions. We always like to, to hear that kind of stuff. And uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter or uh, just tweet us, 
Darker Days Radio on Twitter. And uh, the other place to follow us is, of course, Facebook. So Darker Days Radio on Facebook. Um, that's pretty much all I got to say. Uh, thank you, Chris, for the excellent review of Unhallowed Metropolis. Uh, pretty pretty interesting game. Definitely one of the more unique settings that I've seen for a role-playing game recently. Uh, mm. It's definitely something to check out. Um, yeah, and we'll make sure we uh, post a link to um, to the written review. So by all means, if you want to uh, comment on that, I think we've already posted the link on the Facebook. That'll take us to our to our posterous site, which is something that's working. If people want to comment there, by all means, and ask anything that way or start chatting about anything, by all means, please chat there because it'd be great to have some sort of Darker Days community spring up fully-fledged somewhere. Um, mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah. All right, very good. Uh, thank you, Chris. Thank you, everyone. And uh, we'll see you all very soon. Goodbye. you normally take for things and that way obviously if you need someone to do it i.e. me then uh, then that's possible for future once I'm, a, once I'm all established in Germany um, yeah cool okay Chris I just, I just recorded that because you sounded like Optimus Prime oh like right totally brilliant robot.